Hey Eagles fans, this is Chris Franklin from NJ Advanced Media and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, the show where we discuss all things related to the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you all that you can read our content on nj.com slash eagles and make sure to bookmark that to get the latest Eagles news and analysis. Today I'm once again joined by my No Huddle Show co-host Bob Brookover. Caden still has a day off. On this episode, we'll talk about Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown and his talk with the media, where the Eagles stand heading to the final week of the regular season, and preview their game against the Giants. But first, Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Chris. I, I just got a text message from you from seven minutes ago asking me if I'm still good. And I'm still, <laughs> and, and I'm still good. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm talking from the future. Everything's still all right. You know, yes. everything's from the uh, fine. Uh, uh, Let's right. some changes, weird stuff going on. Do you have the DeLorean ready? <laughs> oh, I say we go. We got to go back. We got to change this Eagles team because we've seen they finished tail one, but all of a sudden now they're 11 5 in the wild card team. You have to go back and change this. We have to go back and change whatever happened and find yeah. out what it did, man. Yeah, Howie, Howie, Howie Roseman's flex capacitor is completely fractured and not. Not repairable. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, good references. I, I like that. I like that. But yeah, as you mentioned, man, it's uh, there, there, there seems to be a, 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 well, did seem to be like a dark cloud is lingering over this team, having lost four of the last five games, including last week against the lowly Arizona Cardinals, and in last second fashion again. But we're, we're going to start now first with uh, wide receiver AJ Brown, who during that game was seen coming off the field frustrated again but you know he has to talk to he hadn't just talked to the media for the last two weeks and we finally got a chance to talk to him on wednesday we're recording this on a thursday and aj brown was very candid very stepped by his locker he spoke for the first time very candid started telling about everything that was going on with him why he didn't speak which he said he didn't want to compound a negative situation even more he even stuck gave us some insight as well too back to the seattle game he even stuck up for nick sirianni on the comment about how Nick said he would look up to draw a pass interference flag on that last on that last play, uh, to that deep shot to Brown, and he Brown said they basically were freelancing, and he was, and Nick was taking basically fell on the sword for those guys. So it was an interesting thirteen. I want to say like I want to call it like thirteen minutes twenty seven seconds with it Brown. Good, it was good, good long it was good time. Stuff. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was but, but he had two weeks of stuff left up, you know. And you know, this is a guy who's who's supposed to be Denny's. His locker says, "I'm open, always open." Uh, you know, what, <laughs> what would Denny's do if they closed for two weeks when it says oh, "always open"? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yo, this would be crazy. Yeah, the it's, people, it's, it's, the it's, people it's, who live on Grand Slam breakfasts would be going through withdrawal. It'd be chaos. Yeah, and we know how what he has taped to his shoulder pads. You know, the dollar, like yeah. It it will be going in the meantime, but yeah, man, I want to get your thoughts. What did you take? What did you think about his, uh, about his, uh, talking to us yesterday? It was interesting. I'm not sure. I believe everything he said. Um, you know, I'm not sure that his reason for being upset coming off the field on Sunday was strictly, um, you know, Devonte Smith being hurt and get his ankle rolled. Uh, in fact, I might feel better if he, he was more upset about the reason he got hurt, the play he got hurt on uh, being called, because I hate that play. Uh, I hate ever having Devonte Smith have to be a lead blocker. I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. Uh, 
but you know what? It, his teammates were supportive of him. Um, you know, he, he I, the, the funniest part of the whole thing to me was he he threw Devonte Smith under the bus a little bit. And said, "Hey, he he's he's gets more upset when he doesn't get the ball than I do." Uh, <laughs> I found that a bit amusing, um, you know. But overall, um, you know, it, it was a good thing to to get it. Get it all out there. Allow you know, apologize to his teammates and allow them to not have to talk about it anymore and to, to put an end to all all that. But uh, you know, I, I really let my feelings be known in my and what I wrote for for Thursday morning for this morning by saying, "Hey, this is great uh, AJ Brown spoke, but you know, what's he going to do about the defense? Uh, you know, there's there's no answer that AJ can give. He wasn't even asked, and with good reason. There's no answer he can give to help the defense wait he can't play safety he can't he, play uh, linebacker he, he, he probably could but, <laughs> but it would be defeating the purpose of having aj brown as a wide receiver the one of the best you. in the league so yeah i hear you i hear you with that you know when when i, had to, I can see part of me can see the the Devonte stuff because the, the relationship those two have i mean previously reported about this about how uh, they're, they're actually pretty close in terms of there was a time during the Pro Bowl last year where he if there were something to happen like if Devontae was an alternate and Brown right. was around there he would have just gone and say you know what I uh, may may probably have a hamstring injury yeah Devontae you get to go all right something yeah. like that unfortunately it's yeah. not going to happen because we saw that uh we saw the Pro Bowl announcements released last night and Smith wasn't even a, a, an alternate, which is a whole other a, a whole other situation. But yeah, I I'm, not, I, I, I'm not sure how much guys care about the Pro Bowl anymore. I guess they do. It's oh, no. you know, it's, oh, oh. it's a fun it's a fun week. It's in Vegas, but it ain't like it is. It's in Hawaii anymore. Is it still in Vegas? I don't. Is it in Vegas? No, it's, just, it, it's in the Orlando, and it's dodgeball. Uh, yeah. Else. I, I, yeah, yeah, some I, of these guys are <laughs> the only thing that I think a lot of these guys only care about, and I wouldn't mind it too, is the Pro Bowl, the escalator in their contract, the, the bonus they get for being named a Pro Bowl. That's that's the only reason why. Otherwise, I guess, do, you, do you still do you still get that if you're an alternate though? And you get I don't know, no, I don't not, know. Not as alternate. No. I don't think I don't so, think as an alternate. And you, get, written. and you get elevated unless you know that's the thing they care about most the the extra money. Uh, yep. I covered I covered <laughs> one Pro Bowl in my life, and that and it wasn't one in Hawaii. Uh, I would have. I wouldn't mind covering one Hawaii. I was actually asked to go one time in Hawaii when after the year, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 05. and I was, and I was so burned out. I said, "No, thank you." What? And we, and we sent somebody. It was gonna. Oh. You were gonna be there for three days, and you know it takes two days to fly there, and I was gonna be there for three days. Uh, so <laughs> I let I let somebody else go, and then I later covered one in Miami. Uh, I, I actually got to interview a, a very young Aaron, Aaron Rodgers at that in his at his first Pro Bowl. <laughs> and what, what, it, was, it was it was a fun experience. I, I actually went to Aaron Rodgers and I was asking him because Kevin Cobb I think was going into his third year and you know hadn't got a shot to play yet. Uh, and I was seeing if he could talk about the mirror experience of that. <laughs> he said. Ain't, he said nobody's ever gone through what I went through with with Brett Favre. I was like, okay, it was good, oh, good answer. But anyway, uh, I've got us off, way off subject. I've taken us off the rails. Please get us back on. It's, it's good. I was going to ask quickly what, what were he and Jimmy Kimmel still on good terms at the time, but that's a whole other story. No, I, I believe I think I think Jimmy Kimmel was still doing the Man Show at that point. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah. Uh, 
getting back to AJ Brown and this one too, you know, we, we I mentioned earlier uh, when we first came on the air, it was like a cloud over his team. Do you believe that this cloud is lifted now because that because he actually cleared the way he talk, spoke? Do you think that it just? Do you think it could be a turning point? Do you think that they'll play freer now, given that he apologized in front of the team too? I don't. <laughs> I think they got to go play better. Uh, you know, that, that's the only thing that can get them out of what they're in right now is go play better. Uh, you know, they, they they lost those three games. Uh, they had three games to against bad teams to right themselves. The only way they were going to do that was not just to win those games, but win those games and really look good and play well uh, in those three games. Um they they played well for a half against the Giants. They played well for a half against you know pretty well. Although the the, the Cardinals game was a weird one, uh, the first half, but they still went in with a twenty one six lead, um, and you know didn't play well in the second half. What have they been outscored in the last two second halves? Uh, what what the thirty three? I guess at thirteen. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. A, a lot to a little. Uh, it didn't play well in either game. You got one more chance to really get themselves right. I I, I kind of agree with the decision, uh, and it seems to be a player-driven decision too. Uh, although I think it's where Sierra Islands go. They have to go play. They they haven't played well enough not to play in this game. Uh, plus, you gotta you gotta play it out because you never know whether the Commanders and Cowboys are a rivalry. This is probably Ron Rivera's last game, uh, so he probably would love to go out with a, by beating the Cowboys. So you play and you see what happens. Uh, and, and the Eagles need to play a really good game going into the playoffs. If they're going to have any hope. It's funny. You mentioned the commanders, you know, we were scoreboard watching during, during that Arizona Cardinals game. And it, it's hard to believe at one point when the Eagles were up 21 to six, the commanders were actually giving the 49ers a game. It was and, like 10, 10, 10 right? Yeah. It was 10, 10. And, all of a sudden, visions of a one seed and a potential still run for the one seed were still lingering around. Well, yeah, San Fran came back and, and, and spanked and spanked the Commanders, and the Eagles lost thirty five thirty one after giving up four hundred forty nine yards of a of 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 offense to the Cardinals. And you look at that now; all of a sudden, they they they're in the five seed right now, Wild Card Weekend, looking to play the NFC South winner, while the Forty Nine ers have everything clinched up, wrapped up. And the second seat is still open to them. You know, if the Cowboys, you mentioned, if the Cowboys lose the Commanders, then the Eagles defeat the Giants, then they win the division. But how? Yeah, I, I gotta say still, this: at that point, they'd still need the Lions to lose to get the three seed. But yeah, is it's, it's the fact that they even I mean, host to get, a home to get game. the two seed, to get the two yeah. seed. Yeah, to, 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 uh, to the fact that they even host a game itself in the playoffs right now is, right. is they have to worry about that is unfathomable where they start. But I gotta say this: the way they've been playing right now, out of those four last five games, the way that you've seen the offense is shows life, but then also goes into the doldrums and then the defense the way they're playing. Do you think they can? This team is equipped to win a playoff game right now. I'm not even sure they're equipped to beat the Giants this week. To be honest, uh, you know they they got to they got to they, they might have lost that Giants game at home if Tyrod Taylor had started the game. Uh, you know Tyrod and the, the the Giants were a good field goal kicker away from you know if they had a if they had a healthy Graham Gano, uh, they probably beat the Rams, who were the hottest one of the hottest teams in football last weekend. Um, you know, and if they'd started Tyrod Taylor against the Eagles, they might have won that game. So, you know, they got to go prove they can beat the, the Giants. If this is if this is Saquon's last game in New York, he, you know, he wants to 
go out sh- showing, hey, uh, you know, I'm still a stud running back. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think, you know, I got to know Tyrod a little bit while I was covering the Giants. Uh, I know he wants to – Oh, he always wants to play his best. He's he's the consummate professional, one of, you know, one of the uh, best locker room guys I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, and so they gotta they gotta beat the Giants in order to get in order to even have a chance to be the NFC's champs. And I'm not convinced they can do that. They should. They're a better team. The Giants' offensive line's banged up. It's not good when it's not banged up. Uh, you know, but until the Eagles show me something, I'm, I've got doubts about everything right now. Well, well, I think the, we're recording once again. We're recording Thursday. There's a forecast out there where it could be really bad weather during this Giants game, where you're looking at gusty winds, potential snow, or make wintry mix, whatever it has. Say you snow, some type of snow, potentially during that game, and I think it's going to force them to actually do something that everybody's been clamoring about, the Delaware Valley, which I think is overblown at times. But yeah, it needs to do. I think they keep you on the ground and run the ball. Run and, the ball. Oh, Run goodness. the ball. Run the ball. <laughs> oh, God. You said that guy that's outside the glass of, of the press box when he's going for, like, what are you doing, Brian? Why don't you run the ball, Brian? He, that guy is he, he, he's a character in itself. I, I wish they had a camera on down on the uh, area right in front of the press box so everybody could see what we see. And oh, yeah. oh, boy, it would be interesting. But I think it's going to force, I think this is actually going to force them to go back to their old DNA. I think that's what spurs this change that they have for it with them really, truly focusing on the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if DeAndre Swift gets about like 25 carries, Jalen Hurts gets another like five or six, and then you throw in Kenneth Gainwell and you know, I, I would say Boston Scott, but we barely see them on the on field for this. But I think that's what's going to spur this team for a run in the playoffs. I think that's the way they have to play to keep not only try to wear down the other team's defense, but to keep their defense off the field because they're just having too many issues right now. I think that's the best way to go about it. I mean, you know, do you Chris, think you can change the offense? I, 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 I went back this week, and, and the thing that bothered me was, you know, and it, it barely gets talked about. But, but, you know, and the thing that triggered in my head was when Nick Sirianni was talking about, oh, you know, um, Jonathan Gannon took a page out of Washington's book from last year where they really ran the ball and controlled the football against us, uh, you know, to beat us. Uh, um, you know, so, I, you know, I, went, I started thinking about that. And then I went back and looked at the season and when and when the Eagles were good, what they were doing. So let's go back to, to, to week two against Minnesota. They had the ball for 40 minutes, 39-28, rushed for 259 yards. Had the following week, 201 yards against the Bucks. had the ball for 38-55. Uh, let's go two weeks later in, in Los Angeles, 159 yards, had the ball for 37-55. Um, against Miami, they, 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 they didn't run the ball as well. They only averaged 2.9 yards a, a carry that day, but they ran it 34 times. Uh, and controlled the ball for 36-43. It's probably the defense's best game of the season. They kept it, you know, they, they held the, the Dolphins to a, a, se- a season low for them, I think uh, 244 yards. Uh, you know, and then let's look at the time of possession since then for the Eagles, since that Dolphins game. Lost time of possession against the Commanders in a game they almost lost. Uh 
even even against the Cowboys in a game they needed the last play, uh, lost it against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, still won. Lost it against the Bills, still won. Uh, but then you know they they had the ball more against the 49ers, But part of that I think was the 49ers, uh, You know, could, could do whatever they want in the second half of that game. But you know that and the Forty ers game is I think deceiving because. Uh, the Eagles controlled the first the first quarter. I think they had it for like twelve minutes in the first quarter, and then if the, it entirely flipped after that, uh, where the 49ers controlled the ball. Uh, following week against the Cowboys, they had the ball for twenty three minutes, rushed for just twenty three times, only eighteen times against the the Cowboys. Uh, Seahawks they did control the ball. Should have won that game. <laughs> um, you know, I still think they should have won that game. The Giants, they controlled the ball. They got they got back to running the ball against the, the Seahawks and uh the Seahawks and Giants uh and, and and running it successfully. Um, you know, they should have beat the Seahawks, beat the Giants. And then this Cardinals game, they got beat at at a game that they should they should be really good at. And the, you, know, you know, I go back and look at that first drive of the game. They had a third and two, and they tried to pass the ball. Uh, you know, why don't you take control of the clock right away? Why don't you impose your will with the best offensive line in the NFL, or, or at least one of them? I'm not sure it's the best one, but it's it's certainly one of the best. Pro Football Focus still ranks it as the best offensive line in the NFL. Uh, impose your will with your offensive line. Uh, yes, yeah, so to your point, yes, you're right. They need to control the football, uh, control the game, control the clock. Hey, you know, I'm said, all... sorry, sorry for my rant. Good, man. No, that was a good rant. No, it was very informative. No, it was a good one too. You know, I'm all about that pistol action. You know, when they run out of that, it just it makes teams force them to respect the run more. So, hey, they do that more and more. I think they they come out there, and I think that's their best chance. Also, I think they're a really good run between the tackle team. You know, it's it's a strength for this team. Um, I I, I don't know, but I don't you, you don't see it a whole lot. So. Especially when you have a first, you have a first alternate in Kelsey on the Pro Bowl. You got Landon Dickerson, who's a star, uh, not star, but he's a he's basically one of the he made the Pro Bowl on the roster already. And you got Jordan Mailata, who's a third, uh, who's the third alternate. So you got three guys there that are really good on that line. Just they'll move, they'll move you. They'll go to the second level too. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I feel like we we talk about this so much with this team about running the ball but yeah it's it's always going to live here with Philadelphia old school mentality so hey you know what it's always going to be there now yeah, I, don't uh, even, I, don't, I don't think it's an old school mentality I mean you know if you look at the San Francisco 49ers they, they have they have two great receivers too uh but you know they still they it, it all still runs through the goes through the running game you know that that's that's how they try to beat you um you know, that's how they try to beat you every game, starting with the run in McCaffrey. Um, you know, so. Fair point. Fair point. Now, I'll, I'll even say this right now for I'll ask you this right now, knowing that this team bear, say, save the Cowboys, do, say the Cowboys do win against the commanders and, and they clinch the division. Who would you rather see? Would you rather see the Saints or would you rather see the Buccaneers? Uh, I think the Buccaneers. Uh, I, I think it's a. I, I think the, the the Saints can give the Eagles more problems. I think it's tougher to play in that dome than it is to play in in Tampa. Um, you know, I think the Eagles just you know you know we they already played them this season too, so we we saw that they can match up well and that they can win there. 
Uh, you know, so I, I, I would say the Bucks. See, see, I don't know. Part of me, I just look at Derek Carr, and there's days when he looks like he's like, like a he could be a top ten, top twelve quarterback in his league. And then there's other days where he you're like, oh wait, I'm a car brother, and then he starts turning the ball over left and right, and then you get that. And I know this team has hasn't gotten a lot of turnovers besides fumbles, fumble recovery, stuff like that. Well, Sidney Brown had that uh nine that that interception return for a touchdown, but I just look at that Saints team. I'm just like, okay, they're they're primed for like a letdown. I think. I, and, and especially since the Buccaneers already seen what the Eagles did. I mean, the Eagles did one, I think it was 23-11, and, and, and they had that game. That was earlier in the season. I just I think that they already top bowls. I, I have more confidence that the Eagles could beat a Dennis Allen-led defense than a Todd Bowles-led defense again because Todd is very good at making the adjustments, and, and Baker just seems to be playing out of his mind right now at times. And I think he's getting confident down there, and he's going to be back next year. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about the Bucks. You, you're more worried about the Bucks, huh? Yeah, let's yeah, go to this. You know, All right, the, finally, the thing that both uh, teams let's have go to our, our pretty good game defense. Itself. I mean, you know, we mentioned Tyrod Taylor; he's going to be starting you know, the, the game here. We saw what he was able to you, do you against the Eagles. You make a good point. The Saints have outscored their opponents by more than the Eagles have outscored their opponents. Six yards for actually potential time to win. So, Bob, what's your prediction for Sunday's game? I think Eagles fans look at it well. With whichever team we go. Whichever team they go play, they're going to win that game. But that's uh, – I, I wouldn't say that. I think they're – you know, I think they're, they're 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 both tough teams to play. Uh, for, for Especially for a team that's not playing well. <laughs> uh, so what, what do you think about uh, – what say you about Tyrod Taylor? Uh, do you think the Giants – the Eagles win this game? Or do you think Giant, uh, Tyrod Taylor takes over? Oh, it's a it's a tough one. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor really played a is. I have a ton of respect for him. Uh, like I like I said earlier, I I, I covered Tyrod. Um, I think he's a great locker room guy. Um, you know, he, I, he's he's got a good arm. Um, last week he was. Did you see his numbers from last week? I don't know if you saw him. 20, 27 for forty. Twenty seven for forty one. 319 yards, uh, you know, against the Rams, against the Rams defense is pretty good. Um, you know, I, I think he's a, a really good quarterback. He, he should have beat Buffalo early this year. I was at that game. He should have, the Giants should have beat one in, in Buffalo. Uh, Tyrod actually had some brain cramps in that one in terms of he, he, he let the clock run on. He did what Jalen did against the, the, uh, the Giants, um, but got rescued by Bobby O'Karrake's, uh delay a game penalty, uh, and it cost the Giants the game. But you, you, to your question, do I think the I, I do think the Giants can beat the Eagles the way things are right now? But I, I for some reason, I don't I don't, I don't have a good one uh, to be honest. Uh, I think the Eagles will go out with a victory in this game. Uh, let's say they'll win twenty three to seventeen. Um, and um, you know, but they they will still be the number five seed in my my opinion. Yeah, like going through the way that they are doing right now, I'm probably going to get. I guess the Eagles go twenty four sixteen, or or twenty sixteen, something like that. I think it's going to be one of those old school games where you're looking and like, ugh, this is this game over yet? And it's it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be really. Ugly, really, or, or really, teams just keeping the ball on the ground a lot, and it's going to come down to tackling. And if it does that, 
I know it's not great because the Eagles, what we just saw the Cardinals, but I just think it's going to, it'll be, I think there's going to be an increased focus heading into this week on tackling. So I think if they finally, they do come away with that and it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching by us, but yeah, eventually I think they're going to be the five seed and who knows? I think you and me, you and I, I think we're going to go to Tampa Bay. I think we're going to get to see a, Frenchies and uh, go around that area. <laughs> a little a little Krupperberger Kruperber, action. That's fine hey, with me. I, hey. I've got experience at that. Good <laughs> <laughs> kind of that. Well, hey Bob, I appreciate. Hey, hey, same here, man. You can never go wrong with a good food around there, especially around that Frenchies area, man. It's oh, uh, absolutely. Been, anybody who hasn't been to Clearwater, yeah, it's it's a good place to go to. It's it's fun. It's fun. Well, Bob, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. It's good, always great doing this with you. Caden will be back for our nep- next episode as well, too. So for Bob, for Caden, I'm Chris. Everybody have a good one. <laughs>